1: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus
2: Mosher. Welcome to the brand new Raiders Wire podcast. I'm Ryan O'Leary, joined as I will be each week by Marcus Mosier, the managing editor of the Raiders Wire website to talk all things Vegas football. Marcus, uh, thanks for joining me on this project, my man.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get started.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, This podcast is powered by the USA Today Network. We'll have fantasy football advice coming up a little bit later in the show from the huddle, as well as the sports betting tips from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. And we'll get Marcus's uh, expert opinions on those. I live in New Hampshire, Marcus, where sports betting is legal, so I might, I might take your insider information, put that, put that right through the app. Um,
3: That's great. I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania, so this uh,
2: oh yeah. works out well. Absolutely, yeah. So I'll, I'll be stealing your advice, hopefully all season long. Uh, first off, you recently posted some big news on the Raiders' uh, site. The team placing Tyrell Williams on season-ending injured reserve you know, what's that mean for Derek Carr in the passing attack? And how much pressure does that put on, you know, the rookie like Henry Ruggs? And does that make Ruggs the new number one? Like, you know, let's start there. Tell me what you think about what's going on with the uh, Williams situation.
3: Yeah, so it's a really unfortunate injury for Tyrell Williams, who played well at the start of the season last year, catching touchdowns in the first four games. But uh, the truth of the matter is, Uh, those rookie receivers were already passing Williams on the depth chart. Brian Edwards, the third-round pick from South Carolina, was winning the X receiver job. Henry Ruggs, the 12th overall selection in the 2020 draft, uh, was winning the Z receiver spot. So even before Williams hurt his shoulder, uh, it looked like the Raiders were going to go with two rookie receivers anyways, and they're really excited about this passing offense. So uh, as rough of an injury it is for Williams – It doesn't hurt the overall offense too much.
2: So does this make rugs like, does this put more pressure on him, you think? Does this thrust him into a role that he wasn't ready for? Or do you think he was ready to roll from the get anyway?
3: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I don't think his role is going to change at all with Tyrell Williams going down. I think he's going to be the same player. I, I don't think the Raiders are going to force feed him a bunch of targets. What they're going to ask him to do is create you know, 10 to 12 explosive plays throughout the course of the season, uh, try to get him the ball in space, uh, and basically just try to keep the defense honest, try to keep those safeties away the, from the line of scrimmage. So Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. And all dominate the middle of the field I, I don't expect Renfro to have a huge st- or excuse me I don't expect rugs to have a huge statistical year uh, but he is going to be an important part of the offense
2: so this this question is specific to Vegas because you know we know the Raiders opener in Carolina is going to be played inside an empty stadium uh, and I know the Raiders they're going to be playing at a Legion Stadium no fans all season right I know you wrote about yeah. that on the on the wire and just as like a football fan I know Football fans probably all look at when is my team playing in Vegas and when am I planning my vacation to go see my team play in this new stadium in Vegas? So just like what's your take on that? That is just like I know it's understandable with everything that's going on with COVID. But man, that is that's a that's a bummer.
3: Yeah, it's going to be weird in Vegas because all the casinos and restaurants are open back up. People are in the, uh, you know, they're gambling over there, um, but no fans in the stadium. I, it's going to be quiet. Uh, they talked about actually not pumping in music to just, you know, uh, not have to worry about that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a, a very eerie uh, opening season for the uh, Raiders in Las Vegas.
2: No doubt. And we got our fantasy minute coming up here from the huddle. Josh Jacobs is a guy that you've written about a little bit. It seems like, is he in line for like a bell cow type of workload? Are they going to ride Josh Jacobs this year? I know Gruden loves to run the ball, right? I mean, he's he's that old school guy. He's not changing. Uh, what do you expect from Jacobs?
3: Yeah, so Jacobs is tough for fantasy because in theory, the Raiders would love to give him 25 touches a game. Um, the problem is their early season schedule is really After the week one game against the Carolina Panthers, Uh, they play the Chiefs, they play the Saints, uh, they play the Buccaneers. So that projects as a lot of negative game scripts for the Raiders. And while they like Josh Jacobs' receiving ability, uh, they have guys in the roster who are just better in the passing game, such as Jalen Richard, Devontae Booker, the third round pick Lynn Bowden, who they drafted from Kentucky. Uh, So, yes. I think Jacobs in games that are close is going to get absolutely fed. I think he's going to be a monster in close games, uh, but it is going to be difficult in the first half of the season to really rely on him to produce, you know, running back one numbers in this offense, because these games could get out of hand quickly. And all of a sudden he's on the bench and Jalen Richard is in on the field.
2: That's a great point. And uh, you talked a little bit about rugs. Uh, you touched on Renfro a little bit. It, what kind of season you expected from him? Is he going to rack up some targets?
3: Yeah, so we just talked about how the schedule is difficult in the first part of the season. I think that plays into Renfro's strength, right? He was somebody who Derek Carr trusted a lot in the second half of the season, Uh, finished the year with 49 receptions for 605 yards. Uh, It would not be surprising to me at all if you're looking at 60 targets in the first half of the season. Uh, I I do think he's going to improve on his numbers. Uh, I I think having a guy like Ruggs on the outside is actually going to help him because it's going to back the safeties uh, off the line of scrimmage a lot. So uh, in PPR leagues, you're looking at right now, um, Renfro as a 14th, 15th round pick. Uh, I think that's somebody who you're going to want to stick in your lineups early, early on in the season.
2: That's Marcus Mosier of the Raiders Wire. Bringing the knowledge. We'll be right back on the Raiders Wire podcast.
1: Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit up, start-up. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey
4: Bonini from the Huddle.com. Corey with with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football do's and don'ts entering the final drafting weekend of 2020. Players I really like. Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. He's going in the sixth round on average as the fifth overall quarterback chosen. You can wait a little bit from the Lamar Jacksons and Patrick Mahomes of the world and still get very similar value. Running back Raheem Mostert had his contract squabble settled in the offseason, and he's ready to rock and roll in one of the best running back systems in football. Invest as an RB2 and consider him a steal if you get him as a third. Brandon Cooks is a well-traveled wide receiver who has shown he can produce immediately everywhere he goes. He heads to the Houston Texans to help replace DeAndre Hopkins as a group of wide receivers trying to come together, catching passes from the hand of Deshaun Watson. Another wide receiver I really like is Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The second-year receiver was able to make some noise as a rookie in 2019 with a hodgepodge of quarterbacks. Big Ben is back on the field, healthy, ready to go. Johnson's going to have a superb year. And tight end Rob Gronkowski. He doesn't come without risk, but he's healthy, he had the year off to get his body right, and he's the only player on this roster we can confidently say Tom Brady trusts explicitly. On the other side of the coin, Arizona Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake is going right around the end of the first round, early second round, and he's making fantasy owners invest a killing off of basically four or five games. There's just way too much risk involved there when you can find a safer player with as much upside a little bit later on. David Johnson is another running back, now with the Houston Texans, Texans. It's been four seasons since we've seen anything special from him in fantasy football. The loss of Phillip Rivers at quarterback means Terod Taylor's the starter. I have zero confidence in his ability to consistently deliver a ball to Keenan Allen to keep him returning round five investment. For more fantasy football tips and advice, check out the huddle.com, part of the USA Today Sports Network.
5: There's an article out today about the five or six quarterbacks that have uh, a lot to gain and lose in the NFL. And, they're, and they talk about Derek Carr. <laughs> and I'm like... They're talking about Derek Carr is going to get replaced by Marcus Mariota. Okay, Derek Carr is way better than Marcus Mariota. Now, Nick Foles and Trubisky, I would go with Foles. Derek Carr's good. Let, let me give you an example. Derek Carr has largely been carrying this S show for about five years. He's been carrying them. Last year... He had a a rookie running back and a a rookie wide receiver and a new wide receiver and a new tight end, 4,000 yards, passer rating over 100, 70% completion percentage. Are you kidding me? Yet he's going to get replaced. Those are great numbers on a terrible defensive team where he has to pass, usually because they trail by the third quarter by double digits.
2: I don't think anybody pauses for effect better than Colin Cowherd there, Marcus. <laughs> so uh, obviously that's cow- Cowherd on his on his show talking about Derek Carr, talking about people saying that Mariota uh, could could play. Uh, now here's my take. I've never I've never been a big Derek Carr believer personally, Marcus. I know he puts up huge numbers, uh, and I like that he stays on the field. He doesn't really get hurt much. Uh, but mm-hmm. for me, it, like. Are you the Are you a winner? Are you the guy? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm buying Carr as the as the guy who's going to eventually lead Vegas to like Super Bowl contention. But that being said, I'm taking Carr over Mariota ten times out of ten. I think that is just absolute silly talk.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because the Raiders did bring in Mariota Mariota on a pretty decent deal this offseason, making him one of the highest paid backup quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, but the truth of the matter is, so far in training camp and in the offseason it hasn't been close. Who's been the better quarterback between Derek Carr and Mariota. He struggled a little bit to pick up the scheme. Uh, He's still recovering from an injury that he had last year. Uh, It's going to take Mariota a while to get where Derek Carr is at now. So I don't envision a scenario in which Carr is benched at any point this season, unless Uh, The bottom falls completely out, and this team is 0-8, and and Gruden's just looking for a spark. Uh, But in terms of who is the better quarterback right now, yeah, it's Carr. And and there's a lot of reasons to be excited about Carr. Uh, Under Gruden last year in his second year in that offense, uh, he posted a career high in completion percentage, yards per attempt, passer rating. Uh, While they want him to be more aggressive and make plays outside of structure – There is, you know, some signs that this is going to work between Gruden and Carr. So a lot to be optimistic about heading into year three of this marriage.
2: Yeah, I I was going to say, I'm not a I might not be a Derek Carr believer personally, but I think uh, John Gruden is a Derek Carr believer. Right. And that's that's what matters. I don't think he's I don't think he's in much trouble of, of, of losing this job like like you just hit on it. Like, what is there even any chance that they use Mariota at all? I mean, I know there's these two quarterback things are, are being talked mm-hmm. about maybe in New England with Newton and uh, Jared Stidham, maybe over in, uh, you know, why is it escaping I me? Mean, the Bears with, Trub- with Trubisky and Foles, right? Maybe they'll use two quarterbacks at, at one point or time. Uh, but you're saying you don't see that happening with the Raiders.
3: No, I mean, potentially on some gadget plays every other game or so. But no, this is not going to be a situation where they're rotating quarterbacks or anything like that. Carr just has a much better grasp of what Gruden wants to do. He's just a much more accurate quarterback. And look, the the Raiders this offseason, they built an offense that suits Carr, right? They've got Hunter Renfro in the slot, who is one of the best receivers at getting open. Darren Waller is a yak machine as a tight end. Uh, They got some guys like Rugsu. who... While he has great speed, he's not necessarily a down the field threat. He's somebody that you get the ball into in space and let him make plays. Uh, Brian Edwards is a receiver that you know is very similar to Michael Crabtree, who had a lot of success with Derek Carr in the twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen season. So this offense is completely designed to allow Carr to thrive. And I think, you know, especially in the second half of last season, you started to see him play better. I expect that to be the case again this season.
2: Yeah, you, and we saw in the offseason, maybe a little bit of rumors, media having fun with maybe the Raiders were talking to Tom Brady, stuff like that. But you know, how like how do you feel about Carr in his future? Do you feel like he's the guy and the Raiders are going to ride and ride and die with him, or do you think they're still kind of feeling that out?
3: Yeah, I think this is a big year for him. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that Gruden likes, but again, the thing they need him to improve on is when things break down, how aggressive are you going to be? Last year, we saw too many times where. If the the first or second route wasn't open, Carr bailed on the play and dumped it underneath, or he threw it out of bounds. They need him to be more aggressive. Uh, We've heard that Gruden and Mayock have been linked to some quarterbacks in the draft. They absolutely love Kyler Murray in the 2019 draft. Uh, They obviously weren't able to go up and get him. Uh, They liked a few quarterbacks in this year's class as well. Um, So if Carr does struggle or he's unable to improve on the numbers that we saw from last year, that's when I think the, the conversation about his long-term future in Las Vegas, you know, we can have that discussion then. But as of right now, and for the 2019 season, he's pretty safe.
2: Las Vegas. I'm still getting used to that. The Las Vegas Raiders. So, uh, one of my favorite parts about this, talking about sports betting, we're going to have that. The, uh, the guys from the Sportsbook Wire are going to drop their knowledge right now, and then I'm going to just lean on Marcus's knowledge. I'm going to throw some futures bets at him and see what he thinks. That's coming up right here on the Raiders Wire podcast. <laughs>
1: It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire.
0: Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. And here's what you need to know about the season opener between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. The Super Bowl 54 champs are favored by 9.5 points, with the over-under set at 54.5. Both numbers have already been bet down since they were first released, along with the 2020 NFL schedule in mid-May. The Texans beat the Chiefs 31-24 in a Week 6 meeting last season. Seven of the Chiefs' 12 wins in 2019 came by at least 10 points. While the Texans lost three games by at least 10 last season, one of those was in Week 17, with QB AJ McCarron under center. I like the Texans to cover and keep it within nine. Tick the under as well on a number inflated by the hype of the season opener and a tantalizing quarterback matchup between Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Check out SportsbookWire.com for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe to Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: All right, Marcus, I have my app powered up here. Raiders over under for 2020 regular season wins is at seven. Uh, We can't have ties on this program, so we're going to go with seven and a half. And and this is being recorded, obviously. So this is, you know, we're going to put this down on paper. Seven and a half over under. What do you got for the Raiders this year?
3: Yeah, so the Raiders finished with seven wins last year, and they probably should have had about two more. They let some, you know, games at the end of the season slip away where they had leads, you know, late, late in games. Um, I think the Raiders are going to be a much improved team this year. I think they had some really good additions on the defensive side of the ball, adding guys like Corey Littleton and Blake Collins. And then obviously we got done talking about some of the moves they made on offense. I think they're gonna be a much more competitive team, but I don't necessarily that think that's gonna translate into wins. If you again, if you look at their first half of the season schedule, I think it's very likely they go two and six to start the year. Um, I think seven wins is probably the most likely outcome. I just have a hard time believing they're gonna to get to eight or nine. So uh, I'll take the under on seven and a half wins this year.
2: You're taking the under and if you are betting it, you're you're betting uh, half a unit. You're, you're not going you're not going heavy yep. on that one. Uh, all right. I love it. And then as far as the uh, AFC West is concerned, you know, the Raiders on my app are, f- you know, predicted to finish last pretty pretty actually further behind the Chargers and the Broncos. than I would I would think the Chiefs are obviously huge favorites. Uh, do you think that's right? Do you think the Raiders should be f- uh, fourth or do you feel like that's kind of a crapshoot there?
3: Yeah, I feel like any of those teams could finish between, you know, seven and nine wins. Um, you know, I think they've got more talent than the Chargers do on offense. You know, the Chargers offensive line is, you know, really uh, been their Achilles heel for the last couple of years. Denver is bringing in a second year quarterback and drew Locke. Uh, they've got some questions on their offensive line as well. Um, fourth seems a little bit too low. I think third is probably the more likely outcome. Uh, but again you can you can tell yourself a story about any of these teams finishing second. You could also tell your story about anything them fin- finishing fourth. So not that inconceivable to see the Raiders finish at the bottom of the division this year.
2: All right, my man, that's our show. So we're we're gonna we're gonna play football next week. It doesn't feel like without the preseason games, it just doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel like it's here, but it is. It's here. We're gonna be we're gonna be back yep. on here next week talking Raiders Panthers and getting into Week One. I'm I'm looking forward to it.
3: It's crazy how fast it snuck up on us, but right? also how you know how long it's been since we've had meaningful football. So uh, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, and we're watching hot. We're the Stanley Cup hockey in September. It's what a, what a year. Great, you know what a year. It's great. So, all right, Marcus. Thanks for joining me, my man. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yep. Thank you so much. Go, go.